Yes, this is uh, April 9th, uh, 2020, of course. Uh, this is, uh, yesterday was uh, the day that the Buddha's birthday is celebrated in Japan. We did that for a while uh, in the early days at the Zen Center. We tried having it on uh, April 8th, but uh, ran into all kinds of bad weather. April is not a month where you want to try to do festivities outdoors in Rochester. So that's when we uh, decided we'd <clears throat> find a, some kind of a, a doctrinal uh, basis for switching it to warmer weather. And what we came up with was the, the, the when the Buddha's birthday is celebrated in Southeast Asia. Uh, there it's the full moon of May. And um, and so we just accommodated uh, accommodated our celebrations to the Memorial Day weekend, which at that time was when uh, we had so many more out of town people coming, and it worked best to have it on a big uh, a big holiday weekend. Anyway, here we are again at my dining room table. Uh, I might call this. Uh, my weekly dining room chat and uh, what I'm most eager to share with people is my enthusiasm for the zoomed sittings that we began this week the last two days the mornings um, many of us participated in these and uh, I am a convert it is a thrill uh, to be sitting to uh, to turn and be able to see, let's see, it's been about 25 people uh, on the screen these last two mornings. It's uh, I didn't realize how much I missed sitting with others. I knew kind of conceptually that I missed it. This is the longest stretch. I, while, while in Rochester, the longest stretch I've ever gone without uh, going into the Zendo at Arnold Park. And uh, when I turned uh, yesterday, especially for the morning sitting, and saw all these other people sitting in their own, their own houses, their bedrooms or their Zendos or wherever, sitting there with those beautiful straight backs, uh, legs crossed in whatever position they are able to. I almost had tears come to my eyes. It was so moving to feel that kind of solidarity uh, sitting with others. And it's something I, I expect I'll do it uh, every single morning from now on. Uh, as as you'll read in Sangha email that we hope to send out today, we're going to do this uh, Monday through Saturday mornings. In other words, every morning except Sunday morning, uh, we'll have uh, these sittings from seven o'clock to eight o'clock. And in the email, we have detailed instructions for tech morons like me uh, to be able to uh, figure out how to join. Uh, these sittings. So now time goes on with this uh, 
unheard of period of time with the pandemic. Um, I'm still um, amazed at what it's like to to hardly even be able to keep straight what day of the week it is. There, it's, it's a featureless um, weekly schedule um, other than this podcast. And now, well, now the, the morning sittings, the Zoom sittings, and uh, occasionally a Taisho, one day runs into the next, And it's uh, it's its own kind of rhythm, isn't it? I'm sure most of you hearing this have uh, also f- found it a whole different ball game, being at home day after day and uh, experimenting or, or negotiating uh, your schedule and your tasks. Um, a couple days ago, I got into the pantry in our kitchen and it was kind of like an archaeological dig. I, uh, I found so many things that had been there for years. I dare not say how many years, but years. Uh, and uh, it was quite, quite a pleasure uh, to have decluttered it and thrown out a lot of stuff. I received uh, an email that I wanted to read from a very active member of the center. I'd rather not give names, uh, keep it simple. But this is what she wrote. I have found a more even keel to my days. Sitting is near its normal level. My dog sticks to my side more than usual, and now he has a place to lie down right next to my mat. Before, from his perspective, I would inconsistently use my mat because I would go to Zen Center, to the Zen Center for sittings. Now he counts on it. Let me see if I can train him to go lie in his spot as soon as I light the incense. There's the phone ringing. And then she continues, Oh, I have been appreciating the term intensive during this time. In the term intensive, I've learned that making incremental, modest change is the way to go. And I got comfortable with the natural discomfort that comes from intentional change. So now, as I make a new schedule and patterns to accommodate life at home, it feels familiar and I certainly know not to go zealously overboard. For example, I am doing a new daily yoga practice for 10 minutes a day, sometimes 30. I am not trying to do an hour of yoga every day. And then she ends by saying, I really miss the Zendo. So I'm not the only one. And I do think uh, every day of our our steadfast group of residents there are half dozen people who are maintaining a daily sitting schedule morning and night and midday and uh, holding the fort there 
I miss them as I miss so many others, but boy, it does make a difference to see people uh, during the Zoom sittings. Here's some odds and ends that that uh, have come to me since my last podcast a week ago. <coughs> One is uh, something that happened to me uh, while taking a walk here in our neighborhood in the city. I was going up the street and at the first intersection, a couple of deer practically collided with me. They were so close. And then they veered up to the right and up the street, loping along. Uh, it was the same direction I was going, so I found that they were leading me up the street. And uh, they were awfully thin. So I mentioned this to my wife, that uh, for about half a block, I could see them there as I was, we were both going our way up the street. Then they disappeared. Uh, and I mentioned it to her, and she said that she heard from one of her patients uh, that there's a thing about animals in our cities now. Uh, Evidently, because of how quiet the cities are, how much much less traffic there is in the cities, they're kind of they seem to be reclaiming the cityscape. It's uh, one of these many remarkable, unforeseen effects from this lockdown period, and then. Uh, I also uh, emailed someone uh, who said that he had been in Los Angeles for uh, a week or two, and he said he saw in the local news, TV news, that the same is happening in other parts, other countries, that in uh, Southeast Asia somewhere, uh, the wild boars are coming back into the cities uh, because of all the, the quiet. And... Um, and then he mentioned another country where the monkeys are taking over. Well, okay, that's exaggerating. Uh, the monkeys are flooding back into the cities. How about that? Another effect, un unexpected effect of all this, I just read this last night in the New York Times, that seismic seismologists I'm not sure that's the right word seismologists have been recording a lower level of general earth movement and uh, this is too this is around different countries in the world and it seems that there is a lot more of just general tiny shakings of the earth from industry, from uh, cars, and even, they say, even from people walking, that there is uh, quite a pronounced quieting uh, of, of the cities. Amazing. Here's some more random things. Uh, 
about wearing masks. There's been a lot of back and forth about wearing masks. I still don't know for sure what what we're supposed to be doing. I guess we're supposed to be now wearing masks if we go out in public. Um, but what makes a lot of sense, a lot of good reason to do that is even if if it's not obviously uh, protective to either oneself or to others, let's say you're taking a walk, to to wear a mask um, fosters kind of esprit de corps. It's signaling to people, all right, I'm doing my best. Uh, can, can't we all do our best now? For uh, especially for the people who are most vulnerable, uh, people with a compromised immune system, uh, medical conditions that make them more vulnerable, and uh, I don't mind repeating uh, these bodhisattvas in the hospitals, the doctors and nurses, and and the uh, um, first responders, EMT, ambulance, police. Um, and yes, the the uh, clerks in the grocery stores and pharmacies and other businesses that are still open. I don't mind repeating that these are the heroes today. Uh, I've uh, I've been reminded of how different it is doing doksan by video uh, means than knee to knee, eyeball to eyeball. That's the old phrase. I think the it's from China or Japan. Doksan is knee to knee, eyeball to eyeball. Well, anyone who's done teledoksan with me, I think, would agree it's, it's it can't match uh, being in the same room together. And someone came up with a great, uh, a great analogy. It's it's like it's like uh, looking at your mirror image rather than at yourself. Well, how would we look at ourselves other other than by uh, in the mirror? Maybe we could say that uh, it's a difference between looking down at your hands, uh, your belly or your legs the difference between that and seeing all that uh, in the mirror uh, seems to me a very apt distinction the the mirror of course is just a reflection of the reality it's just it's once removed but all that aside uh, it's better than no doksan for me anyway Here's another oddity. Uh, I learned that the word quarantine uh, came from Italy in maybe the Middle Ages, um, and it was it was it was a period of time originally forty days quarantine forty days, and uh, it was a time when a when a, a ship or a person or whatever uh, that, that is suspected of carrying a contagious disease, uh, that these are detained at their port of entry under enforced isolation for 40 days. 
Well, I think for most of us, we we're not under quarantine. We're 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 under some form of isolation of uh, sheltering at home, and it looks now like it probably will go for more than forty days. I'm already thinking ahead to the June session that was scheduled. Uh, I don't know. We haven't uh, given up on it yet, but it looks increasingly unlikely uh, that we'll be able to have that that by by what is it early June, mid June, that um, that we'll be in the clear. And then the then the really frightening thing is the prospect of all this resuming in the fall, another wave. I had a doctor's appointment uh, this week, just a routine appointment that I had scheduled months ago. And uh, he said that that Monroe County has is is the number one county in New York State for social isolation compliance. He told me that there is. Uh, he's the he's on some board a medical board or something and uh has learned that there's a way that people are being uh tracked uh, through their cell phones that is there's a way that they've determined that Monroe County has fewer cell phone calls from outside the home vis-a-vis as compared to inside the home fewer than any other county. So we're doing best in New York State for complying with uh, isolation, which is a very promising thing to have learned. He said, my doctor said, we're still going to get slammed here, but um, at least uh, it won't be as bad as if if, if people were uh, roving around more outside their home. I think he said mid or late May would be the peak in Monroe County. Here's another item. Here's an item from another email. One thing that helps me when feeling my concentration at home is shallow is chanting Dharani's and the ancestral line. No English words to set off thoughts, steady rhythm, kind of a brain laundry, and not judging the monkey mind. Just ignore those thoughts, too. You know, we we, uh, decided a couple weeks ago that we wouldn't try to do chanting, that is, the residents, for their morning or evening sittings together, wouldn't try to do uh, chanting uh, because when we're chanting, we're more likely to be spraying some little fine droplets in the air uh, than just sitting. And uh, <coughs> uh, some of us are a little sorry that... Um, that can't be part of the live streaming from the Zendo now at Arnold Park, but um, 
it seems like the safest thing to do is just forego chanting. Uh, I suppose if if the six residents who are in the zendo uh, were spread out enough, it might be safe, but maybe not. I, I've heard different things from medical authorities, epidemiologists on CNN. I've heard different things about how long uh, droplets can hang in the air. So we're just going to do without chanting for now. I'm going to end with uh, a some words of uh, Pascal, the French philosopher. Uh, it's a fuller version of what uh, I've I've quoted from him uh, and what Roshi Kaplow used to quote from him. Uh, but we'll get to that. This is the fuller quote that Amala Sensei sent me from Pascal. When I have occasionally set myself to consider the different distractions of men, the pains and perils to which they expose themselves at court or in war, whence arise so many quarrels, passions, bold and often bad ventures, I have discovered that all the unhappiness of men arises from one single fact, that they cannot stay quietly in their own chamber. That's our challenge. Until next time, keep calm and carry on.